Yes, thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, everybody. I did, I did what we've been talking about for a long time. Um, if you're not feeling well, um, don't come. I'm not feeling well, <laughs> but here I am. I didn't want to miss this time, and, and I know that everybody would have handled it fine. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm getting the flu, I guess. I don't know what the heck it is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Got just, I'll just stay away from you, okay? We're looking at uh, our scripture this morning uh, is in Matthew chapter 16. And I wanted to share with you before we get there, this paracope of God's word is so powerful and so strong uh, leading up to what we're going to read here in verse 24, 25, and 26. It's quite a, quite a chapter because it talks about what we're talking about today, committing our lives to Christ. And in the part just before this um, chapter, uh, or these verses we're going to read, we see um, Jesus proclaiming, proclaiming to, or see Peter's proclaiming that Jesus is indeed the son of the living God. And, and uh, nobody could have given that to him except the spirit of God. And he was, right away, Jesus gave him uh, a great uh, compliment and said, okay, Peter, since you know that, I'm going to build my church on you. And whatever you loose in heaven is going to be loose, and whatever you tie up on earth is going to be tied up. It's going, you're, you have it all. And then in the next, the next verse, we see Peter putting his foot in his mouth. He thinks, he's, he thinks he's pretty cool now, you know, he's got the keys. And Jesus says, I'm going to go die for you now, Peter. And Peter pulls him aside and says, listen, brother, that's not going to happen. You need to know that. And then we hear the famous words that Jesus said to Peter for letting Satan use him. He says, get behind me, Satan. Because you have nothing here to talk about except uh, what you want, not what the, the kingdom wants. Amen? <laughs> and then we hear these words that um, Paul or, uh, Jesus says to us in uh, Matthew chapter 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, and I believe not only his disciples, but many, many people that were crowded around him, that if anyone desires to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will indeed find it. For what profit is it to a person if they gain the whole world and lose their own soul? Or what will a person give in exchange for their soul? Hmm. That is the word of God for all of his people today. Thanks be, to God. Thanks be to God. Praise God. Let's pray. God, thank you for your scripture today that guides us and, and uh, directs us on our journey and gives us words of hope and gives us words of challenge. And we hope we would hear the challenge today to follow you. Be with us, we pray. We pray in your son's name. And all of God's children said, Amen. I know you know it, but I want to talk to you this morning about the confirmation cost. And the journey that these young people have been on has cost an awful lot. Parents, thank you. Parents, thank you. Grandparents, thank you. If your children don't thank you, let, let, me, know, let me tell you this. We here tell you thanks. It costs you a lot because you have lived up to the commitment that you made that there, 
baptism or their, confirm, or their uh, confirming of um, uh, without the water, you know, their uh, time of being blessed. And you said that you would do what you have done, got them to this point. Whoever you are in that relationship with these children that are going to, these young people that are going to stand up here. Um, I know that it costs more than we can imagine. But I want you to know that you can take heart. You can take heart. Uh, you know, I, I have been reading about the issues going on in, in our lives and, and everything happening, especially in Ukraine and all around the United States. And, you know, there's a lot of terrible issues, but there's some joy, too. And I've been reading about the prom. You know, when I say confirmation costs, the prom costs. When is the prom here? Anybody know? May. Yeah, it's coming up quick, isn't it? Uh, and if you're not saving for it, you should have been saving for it a long time ago. <laughs> uh, listen, to, listen just to some, some numbers. Now, these are probably not around here, but uh, on the East Coast and the West Coast, uh, they took these numbers. You get a slinky dress from um, Nordstrom's for $250 to wear one night. You, get, you have to get a rented tuxedo for $150. A stretch limo, limousine that seats 18 people. It's $250 an hour, and you have to have it for at least four hours. But, you know, a perfect night. perfect night for the prom is priceless. But don't forget the flowers, the jewelry, the manicures, the pedicures, the tanning salon, the hairdos, the professional photographers, the pre-prom dinner, the post-prom dinner, and the post-prom party, and all the actual, then the cost to go to the prom. You have to pay to get there. You've got to have a ticket. For each child on the East Coast, it was $2,000. Typical, $2,000. For on the West Coast, it was around $3,000. Yeah. $60 here? <laughs> Golly, that's great. I should, put that, I should send that in. <laughs> Barner would like that. Confirmation um, costs a lot more than that. The question I have for you on days like today is, how many of you thought about your prom lately? Anybody? You thought about you? I married my prom date. That's right. You married your prom date. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh. The point is, we don't think about things like that that were way back then. Um, if you were like me, I never went to a prom. Um, so I don't remember. I remember not going, you know. But we don't remember those things um, in, our, in our time. Um, and, and it costs a lot to do these things in high school, to play these sports, to play in these, these different groups, whatever it may be that you're doing at school. It all costs. But let me tell you, the cost for confirmation is a lot more. The journey um, to denying ourselves, as Christ said today, and taking up our cross is an everyday adventure on this journey of becoming a true disciple of Christ. And as I was pondering this, I thought to myself, I need to say to you that we need to be honest with each other, especially on a day like today. Be honest with each other, because these young adults are going to stand up here and make this covenant here in just a minute with, um, with, with all of us here with each other and the nine of them.
and with God. They're going to make that covenant. And um, I want to say this gently, that they're going to make this covenant, but truly, they don't fully understand what they're saying today. You all agree with me on that? We just don't fully understand it. And if we want to really be honest, all of us sitting here who have made that commitment years ago or just recently, we don't understand it. It's a process that we're going through, and, and, and it takes an awful lot of our, our time and our energy, and it costs us a lot more to live out these vows that they're going to make than we can ever imagine. And we as adults who have made those vows a long time ago are still trying to live them out. I'm still working on mine after 51 years. Let me try to explain to you what I'm saying. I met this young lady 42 years ago. and She was a sophomore in high school. <clears throat> and... Um, I met her in the summer of that year. Through a bunch of kids in a, in a youth group that we were growing at that time, and they invited her to come, and <clears throat> for some reason, the Lord just uh, attacked this girl and, and told her there was nothing she could do except come and be with us. And she came, became involved with it in the in the fall of that year, she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And in the spring, she made this commitment that these kids are about to make this day. 42 years ago. Now, <clears throat> in that time from her sophomore year until her senior year, she was extremely involved. Her parents came, became involved in the church. And um, <clears throat> we had a youth group of about 100 kids. And they became um, helpers in that youth group and just did tremendous stuff, all, all being in the right place at the right time. And this young lady, her whole life revolved around music. She played a clarinet. And um, when I met her, she was in the marching band and the, what's the other band, the symphony? She was in those two bands, and um, her whole life, from I think when she was in third grade, she picked up this clarinet and started playing it. And it just became more and more of an um, issue for her to be able to do nothing more than play that. And, um, and she enjoyed it immensely. And, and uh, I hate to say it, but uh, it was the, the band was the running force of this school system. Um, when they played football or anything, the crowd was humongous the first half. And then as soon as the band was over at halftime, the only people that were in the stands was the parents of the football players, you know, <laughs> and, and people like that. This band um, also uh, was well noted. Um, it's a Jackson band, if you want to know what it is. They're not secretive. They, uh, they, one year they would go to um, California to march, and then one, the next year they would go to Florida to march in, the, in games. And, um, <clears throat> thank you. 
Thanks, sweetheart. In games, um, they played at the Rose Bowl at Disneyland, um, uh, the other big bowl down in Florida, the Peach Bowl. No, not the Peach Bowl. Some big bowl down there. They would play at that. They did all this stuff. And the, and the, uh, the band director from the school, I got a, a letter from him three times a year, one in August, one in January, and one in May. And each May, each of those letters he would send uh, out to uh, all the pastors in the community. He would uh, mark the days that were really high, and he said, and he wasn't afraid to say it. Uh, he would, in bold letters highlighted, he would say, don't mess with any of these dates. Yeah, that's how powerful it was, and nobody messed with him, you know? The problem of it was is this girl had made a commitment to Jesus Christ, and, and, uh, and when, when I tell you that it cost, it was like this. She was in her senior year. I don't quite understand all this. and never, I didn't understand it back then, and I don't understand it now. In a large, a large um, band, a large marching band, and she made first chair in the clarinet. Do you understand that, Julianne? Yeah, okay. And it was, uh, it, was, um, it was like she had become Miss America. It was like this was the greatest thing ever. She had been working all of her life to do this. And everything was fine and everything was dandy. And then in January of her senior year, we, um, as a group, decided to go on a mission trip. Unfortunately, the meetings coincided with some of the band issues. And unfortunately, um, the mission trip was during one of their trips to Florida. And she came to me and she said, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I am torn. I want to go on the mission trip, but I'm number one, clarinet. And we prayed about it, and I told her just to do whatever her heart said. It got so bad that her parents called me up, and we went to visit her parents and, and um, chatted with them, and we were all together. It was what she wanted, not what we wanted. It was what she wanted. Confirmation cost, doesn't it? Today, some 42 years later, she's a happily, happy person, grandmother. Grandmother, <laughs> she's um, a wife of all these years. She married her prom day, too. <laughs> and she's, um, uh, she's involved in the church like you wouldn't believe. She goes to, she's a Sunday school teacher. She's on the uh, boards of uh, the administrative board. She, she just does everything in the church. She's just like many of you who made that commitment and then lived it out. Lived it out. But it cost. And one day we were meeting, we, she came here, and we, uh, we were talking, and I asked her how everything was going, and she told me about how much it cost to be that person that Christ described to us in these verses. And I want you to know today that every one of us pay a cost, too. It's getting up at 10 o'clock and coming to church, you know. It's guiding your kids and getting them ready for this day. It's, it's living out our, our commitment that we said we would give all of our, ourselves to, to the Lord um, to honor him and to praise him and to worship him. Mm. She is a great lady today. Her whole life is still 
wrapped around who Christ is in her life. <clears throat> My goodness, it's a difficult time. Many of us know the cost of confirmation. It costs and it costs today. But I want you to know the rewards are far greater than playing on first clarinet. Amen? Oh, did I tell you what she did? Anybody want to know what she did? She went on the mission trip. She chose that. And I asked her the last time I saw her, did you ever, have you ever doubted not going? And there wasn't even a thought. No. It, it's, it's not an easy road that, that Jesus Christ calls us to. Amen? It's a difficult road. It's a long road. It's an everyday road that we choose to say, I am not, it's not about me, it's about you, Jesus, and I'm going to serve you. I'm going to take up that cross and follow you. That's what these young people are going to do this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Well, good. Let's, um, let's bring all these kids up here. Let's get them. All, you guys, come on up. 